वेलकम टू माई शो प्रेम राव स्टोरीज फ्रॉम अ स्टोरी टेलर दिस शो इज प्राइमरली अबाउट द बुक्स एंड ब्लॉग्स आई हैव रेड एंड द बुक्स एंड ब्लॉग्स आई हैव रिटन यू विल ऑल्सो फाइंड पॉडकास्ट ऑन इवेंट्स एंड टॉपिक्स दैट इंटरेस्ट मी आई होप यू विल एंजॉय दिस एपिसोड इफ यू विश टू कमेंट ऑन दिस एपिसोड प्लीज डू सेंड मी अ वॉइस मैसेज थैंक यू Devi the goddesses of India by John Stratton Hawley and Donna Marie Wolf a review To set the context let me begin by saying that Hinduism with about 1.6 billion adherents is currently the third largest religion in the world after Christianity and Islam While there are many countries in the world which have either Christianity or Islam as the dominant religion there are only two countries in the whole world where Hindus are in the majority namely Nepal with 80% of the population and India with 79% of the population being Hindus but that's over a billion people Hindus by and large are accustomed to a plethora of gods and goddesses from childhood on they have seen their parents and the elders in their house worship a myriad of gods and goddesses every child remembers a shrine big or small ornate or simple which housed the gods and goddesses to which the family dutifully prayed the god and goddesses which featured in the prayers often depended on which part of the country one lived in in the north of india the goddess was commonly vaishnavi devi just as it was durga in the east of india and saraswati the god of learning in the south of india perhaps lakshmi the goddess of wealth was a common factor all over the country i too had my own notions about the goddesses of india I was therefore interested to read Devi the Goddesses of India edited by eminent scholars John Stratton Hawley and Donna Marie Wolf which was first published in 1996 The edition I read has been published in India by Aleph in 2017 for India and its neighboring countries Professor Hawley is the chairman of the Department of Religion at Bernard College the famous educational institution in New York founded in 1889 earlier he was the well known director at the South Asian Institute at Columbia University Professor Wolf is associate professor of religious studies at Brown University both of them are widely respected for their scholarly credentials The book is a collection of 12 essays contributed by different scholars. The first chapter by Thomas Coburn is about Devi the great goddess. Coburn re- relies upon the ancient text of the 6th century the Devi Mahatmya to describe how she exemplifies the power and 
of illusion and redemption maya the earthiness and materiality of prakriti and the power and energy of shakti i particularly enjoyed cynthia and hume's personal account of what it is to be to experience mass worship she is amongst the thousands jostling to pray to vindhya vasini she captures eloquently the sights sounds and smells of that heady experience david kingsley's chapter on kali makes compelling reading as the subject is one which catches the imagination of every reader be he hindu or otherwise sri or lakshmi as she is popularly called and her role as consort of lord vishnu is described by vasudha narayanan while donna wolf herself covers the story of radha and krishna which has been the source of so many legends the second part of the book starts with an essay on ganga maiya by diana ek who writes about how mother ganges holds a unique position in the hindu religion being a tangible river and the very embodiment of shakti The story of Saranyu the wife of the sun is then told by Wendy Doniger starting from earliest references in the Rig Veda to the present Kathleen Erinel writes of Mata Shirnwali who was to be one of the most popular goddesses in the Indian pantheon and her avatar as Durga moving away from the Himalayas to the south indian state of Kerala on the other extreme of the vast indian subcontinent Sarah Caldwell writes about the powers of Bhadrakali and how it is common for some women amongst her worshippers to get possessed on occasion. Lindsay Harlan writes the story of Sati Godavari who curses her enemies and blesses her devotees. In the concluding chapter, Lisa McKean writes about Bharat Mata and how modern social, economic and political forces have given renewed vigor the observing of Bharat Mata as Mother India. Lastly in the epilogue Rachel McDermott describes how Kali has acquired a prominent place in the American and European religious movement sometimes called women's spirituality. The book is interesting and was to me quite educative even though I have lived all my life as a Hindu in India. My tip to the reader would be to read one essay at a time. It is not the kind of book that one can read at a stretch. As far as reviews are concerned, Elaine Pegels, author of Gnostic Gospel Rites, demonstrating the range and complexity of fem- feminine imagery in Hindu tradition, Devi offers to scholars and beginners alike a fascinating and useful anthology. Vidya Dehejia writes in the Smithsonian Institutions thought provoking and new yet containing a few classics as well devi is a most valuable addition to studies of india society religion culture and art you may or may not find this as fascinating as i did but it is definitely recommended for all those who wish to unravel the many mysteries that often surround the hindu religion Jai Mata Di Thank you for your time and attention 
I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did bringing it to you. If you wish to comment on this episode, I would appreciate your sending me a voice message. Until next time, take care. Goodbye.